Thanks for tuning in to Reach Radio, a podcast for public health professionals looking to expand their network, be inspired, and discover resources and tools that help improve the experience of public health professionals and patients in their communities. I'm your host, Fran. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Reach Radio. I'm honored to be able to introduce you to Quinata Mumford. Quinata is the director of the Office of Rural Health and Primary Care at the Arkansas Department of Health. Her organization is busy ensuring that all individuals across the state of Arkansas have access to good quality care. I'm really excited about this conversation today. I'm looking forward to her describing some of the ways in which her team is able to address some of the persistent challenges that may be taking place right there in Arkansas, and also to talk to us about what they look forward to in the future. Quinata, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you for having me. Absolutely. We're thrilled to learn a little bit more about your organization and the amazing work that you guys are doing. So let's get started. Tell us a little bit about yourself and about your organization. So my name is Quinata Mumford. I am the director of the Office of Rural Health and Primary Care at the Arkansas Department of Health. Our office serves rural communities across Arkansas. We work very closely with federal and state partners committed to addressing rural health issues at the local level to improve the lives of Arkansas's rural residents. That's really awesome. And you say it so eloquently, but I presume it's just full of so many dynamic things that you guys have going on. Tell us a little bit about the primary programs that you are running today. All right. So our office oversees uh, the State Office of Rural Health Grant. Um, with the State Office of Rural Health Grant, what we do is we strive to bridge the gap, communication gap among rural providers to make sure that they have access to the resources they need to do the impactful work that they perform. We also oversee the primary care office grant. Uh, With the primary care office grant, what we do is we do work geared toward shortage designations, identifying the areas in the state where the residents don't have access to quality care. And so we seek to try to address those issues. We also focus on workforce and retention, helping people get connected with loan repayment programs and scholarship programs in exchange for them working in rural communities. We also have the flex and the ship grant. The flex and the ship, they focus more on the small rural hospitals. These are going to be your critical access hospitals to have 25 beds or fewer, or uh, what we call ship hospitals that have 49 beds or fewer. And so they have unique needs in these smaller hospitals. And so we try to help them address some of the quality concerns, but also provide financial and operational support and training. Let's say with that, just a little bit on the training component of it, because I would presume with all of the programs that you sort of mentioned that there is a, a little bit of a training aspect to those. How does that then translate, though, into your engagements with those various entities? Do you make it a requirement in their ability to access resources, in particular financial resources, or yes. is it something that you encourage? Tell us a little bit more about that. Around training, what we try to do is understand the pain points of our stakeholders to understand what what are they struggling with? And then we design our training around that. We try to reach out to vendors that can support those needs. Uh, That way, we don't necessarily have to do a whole lot of convincing because we are addressing the needs of the providers in opposition to just randomly choosing uh, training. We try to make sure that our trainings are centered on things that are relevant to our rural stakeholders. And I would presume that amongst those would be use of technology, right? Uh, Developing skills and information on technology. Can you talk a little bit about some of those? And has that increased over the course of the last 12 to 18 months? Over the last 12 to 18 months, there's been an increase in the need 
and the utilization of telehealth services. And so we work with some of our telehealth stakeholders to ensure that our providers have access to not only training, but the means to obtain the infrastructure to secure telehealth, which is going to be critical in addressing some of the access concerns that we have in our rural communities. And so we, again, are about bringing the resources to the table to ensure that our stakeholders are aware of where those resources lie. Um, we also you know, coordinate some training around technology to ensure that they have access to that. When it comes to like measurement, because I mean, it's on one end, it's their ability to have access to it, but then there's that sort of quality component too, right? Like how do you make sure that the training that they're receiving, the funding that goes into implementing these various new, you know, interventions translate into the quality and the outcomes that you're looking to achieve for the state? So most of our programs, when we when we partner with individuals, organizations, we typically require a return on the deliverable. One of the things is that they do a survey or some type of analysis to to kind of put some quantity around, um, quantify the information that they're receiving to understand, okay, was this useful? Did they benefit from it? What were the problems? Um, so that we can address those concerns if there are concerns. So um, in terms of programming, training, there's typically always a survey associated with it. That makes total sense. And a little earlier, you'd sort of refer to sort of the priority areas. Can you tell us a little bit about that? What are some of those priority areas or topics within r- rural health? that uh, the state is really focused on and it sort of translates into the specific needs of the rural communities of Arkansas? Um, so um, our primary concerns in the Office of Rural Health and Primary Care uh, center largely around access to care, identifying um, our shortage designations and dedicating our workforce and retention efforts toward addressing those gaps in the workforce. Other things that we see as critical needs is looking at the social determinants of health, looking at the unique needs, poverty rates, infant mortality rates, in these rural communities and how can we contribute to that to lessen the burden. We are also heavily involved in loan repayment, making sure that then, which goes with workforce and retention, um, making sure that people are aware of the loan repayment options that are available to them because getting providers to work in rural areas can sometimes be a challenge. And so we want to make sure that any incentive that is available to them, that they are aware of it. And so we do a lot of work around just resource sharing and making sure that people are aware of all of the opportunities that are available to them. I think that's fantastic. And of course, to accomplish that, it takes partnerships and collaborations, right? Can you share with us a little bit about some of those collaborations? Who are some of the folks that you guys really work very closely with? And so we, we definitely thrive off our partnerships. We work very closely with the Arkansas Foundation for Medical Care. They do a lot of our quality work, helping the facilities really get a handle on, on their quality metrics and making sure that they're reporting so that we can accurately measure trends over time. We also work closely with the Rural Health Association of Arkansas, which is a newer organization, but um, as they come together, uh, delivering information to rural partners is going to be very critical. And so we work closely with them. We also work with the Arkansas Hospital Association, the Community Centers of Arkansas, and the Community Health Worker Association. We're really excited about the work that we have on our radar for the Arkansas Community Health Workers Association, but also Tri-County Rural Health Network. As we have leveraged the need, I really understand the need for community health workers to bridge some of the gaps that we see in rural health. We think that those relationships are going to be very critical. Oh, my goodness. The work of community health workers is so incredible and so valuable. 
is it fair for me to take away that it sounds like you guys are expanding that model for community health? Is that? Yes, that is our goal over the next couple of years is to really leverage uh, community health workers and, and what they bring to the table to impact our rural communities, to make sure that we leverage that skill set to address some of our access to care issues, but also to get, get at some of our social determinants of health and, you know, bridging a gap between uh, clinical care and actual day-to-day life. So how does that show up, though? Because, I mean, there's so many different levels of uh, skills, right? Skill levels, if you will, amongst community health workers. Uh, so are these, do you all have like tiers to sort of differentiate between the level or the skill set of the community health workers? Are they focused on specialized area, for example, cardiovascular disease prevention or diabetes prevention? How is it sort of broken up and how do you envision it? The way that we envision it is that all of our community health workers will be trained in specialty areas. They will have, you mentioned diabetes and cardiovascular disease. Uh, With the model that we plan to put forth, they will get those specialty trainings to enable them to speak to those specific diseases, chronic diseases. And also they will have some just baseline knowledge. Uh, The Arkansas Community Health Worker Association also has a a certification program that we foresee community health workers going through to get that baseline, that baseline knowledge that everybody will have, but they also will get specialty training uh, as needed. I see. That sounds really fascinating. Is that something that you're also collaborating with universities or community colleges and sort of, you know, developing curriculums or programs? Yeah, well, uh, the University of Arkansas for Medical Sciences works very closely with the Arkansas Community Health Worker Association. So they work they work very closely with them. And we actually sit on a committee with both of these organizations as well, looking at the certification process and what that looks like in Arkansas. Because at this time, you know, we don't have a certification process. It's something that we are developing. The work group is working on. So it's very exciting to see this moving forward. That is very exciting. Now, there are groups like through, for example, the American Public Health Association, right, who offer mm-hmm. certifications. The community health worker certifications are typically at the state level. Okay. Um, not all states have a certification program. So those that do have them, they're state specific. And so states have to establish some guidelines around that. And there's been a lot of research looking at other states and what they're doing and kind of setting the tone based on that. That's really fascinating. What does that mean, though, in terms of a a workforce, though? Do you see that that creates for the need to have certification? Like, let's say someone is currently in California and they have their certification as a community health worker for California. How might you anticipate that translating into what their requirements or testing might need to be for them to be able to come into Arkansas, as an example, if they relocate to Arkansas and then be able so to those continue. would be criteria. That's criteria that we set forth by the board that, that handles that, which is okay. ARCHWA, the Arkansas Community Health Worker Association. Unfortunately, that's not something that's tied to my office, so mm-hmm. I'm unable to give you a direct answer for that. Okay, that's all right. But I think it's really exciting, right, that the whole profession of community health workers is becoming even more formalized. I mean, the models have been around for a long time. Um, the growth and recognizing it as a growth opportunity for addressing needs local communities is awesome. And really applaud you guys for the, the work that you're doing to make that an established infrastructure within the state. Very cool. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Are there any other big successes that you'd like to share in terms of perhaps some of the things that you're doing in terms of the rural health communities? 
So we, I mean, again, we focus a lot on, you know, ensuring that the resources get back out to the community. And so as our office, like many offices here with the pandemic is changing, we're just looking at innovative ways to partner with others and just really reevaluating what we're doing in our office to make sure that we're making an impact in rural communities. And so I, I look forward to the growth that we hope to see over the next couple of years in terms of leveraging some of the new funding opportunities that are available and creating some new partnerships and building relationships in an out-of-the-box way. Very, very cool. What would you say are some of the challenges that you face in trying to is kind of establishing and getting some of these initiatives off the ground? You know, a lot of it requires collaboration and communication, and that becomes very challenging now that we are limited to our ability to meet face-to-face. And so when we are able to meet face-to-face, I think that we will see progress a lot faster. But in the meantime, uh, it's not necessarily a hindrance, it's a challenge, but we're committed to moving forward despite, you know, our inability to meet people face-to-face because we truly believe that you have to meet people where they are. And circumstances, we have no control over that. So in terms of challenges, I think that time is definitely a challenge and just coordinating around that and dealing with Zoom fatigue, the fact that everybody is just, you know, over having tons of Zoom meetings. Yeah, I could certainly appreciate that. And it sounds as though you guys are well on your way to finding ways to sort of circumvent, right, to get around that and as best that you can and in manners that are safe, which is awesome. If you had to think about the next five years and where you'd like to see the state of rural health being in the state of Arkansas, what would that look like for you? What we know has happened over the last five years in rural health in Arkansas since 2016, we know that we've seen a great improvement in terms of the number of rural Arkansans that like black health insurance. So I would like to see that trend continue to go down. We've also seen a decrease in the number of counties in which there are no providers. I would like to see that get to zero in the next five years. At this point, we have two counties in Arkansas that don't have access to it, that don't have a physician, a primary care physician in that county. So I would like to see that reduced to zero. Also, I would also like to see that we have fewer counties that have overutilization of the physician. So when I talk about overutilization, that's a patient to provider ratio of 3,000 to one. A number of our counties have a ratio that exceeds 3,000 to one. And so I would like to see an increase in primary care providers in those areas to decrease the burden on the providers that are there. Um, I also would like to see more pipeline programs to intrigue students about rural health, health and the importance of returning back to their communities to serve that way that we have a ongoing cycle of new blood, new ideas coming back into the community in opposition to seeing that that knowledge migrate outside of the county. What do you think will be instrumental to that? I mean, like in terms of getting that primary care physician within those two counties that are currently are without or creating for these retention programs, what do you think are some of the things that will be necessary? Um, I think it all centers around recruitment and retention, just making sure that our recruitment and retention efforts are targeted in a way that we increase, you know, engagement with the community to let people know what resources are available to them, but also to express the the uniqueness of living in a rural community, the benefits of living in a, in a rural community. Um, I think all of those things are going to be essential. And then, of course, we rely heavily on our partners to help us get that information out. So working with our partners to create strategies around recruitment and retention will be essential to moving the needle on these things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could appreciate that. I could really see that. 
Well, this has been a really amazing conversation and I greatly appreciate your time today. If if there were a resource or a tool that you have just found to be really invaluable in the work that your organization is doing and what would that be? I think the tools, we rely heavily on uh, the National Office of State Offices of Rural Health. They have tons of resources available. We also use RHI Hub, which tells about rural communities and the resources available, but also has a lot of data around what's happening in Arkansas and other states. We also, our office, we put out a monthly newsletter to try to keep our stakeholders in Arkansans that are interested in rural health connected to resources as well. Um, And we try to make sure that that information is relevant. It includes funding opportunities, which has been plentiful over the last 12 months to ensure that as much of that money that can come into Arkansas comes into the state to improve access to care and quality of care. That's fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Well, we'd like to thank you so much for your time today. If there were anyone, which I'm sure there are some folks who want to learn more about the work of of your organization or to be able to contact you, what would be the best way for them to do that? They can reach me at Q-U-I-N-Y-A-T-T-A dot M-U-M-F-O-R-D at Arkansas.gov. They can reach our office at O-R-H-P-C at Arkansas.gov. And they can always check out the Arkansas Department of Health website. Very good. Well, Quinata, thank you so much for your time today. And thank you to our listeners. We are more than welcome. Glad to be here. Thanks for tuning in to Reach Radio. This program is made possible by listeners like you. To learn more about Reach and to support this program, visit www.reachtl.org.